what the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. In an effort to better connect with some of our American listeners, mm-hmm. uh, I'm currently lying flat on my back with blood vessels coursing with Oxycontin. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's not true. This is Australia. We've only got paracetamol. No. But do you want to address the elephant in the room? Um, Which no one can see because we don't actually broad, we don't actually video this. But well, by the evidence in the in the in the room, do you mean the fact that we are broadcasting from bed? <laughs> from my bedroom. Ooh, literally from bed, ground zero, where the slightly oh, no. unimpressive magic happens. I've heard. No, <laughs> we are the worst version of John and Yoko. <laughs> I'm wearing pants, and thank fuck you're also wearing pants. Which is a rarity, but just for you, I put pants on. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm getting into bed with John. Pants are going on. Four pairs of pants. <laughs> That's right. I am playing podcaster Nightingale to your crippled Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> crippled Harvey. Apparently, he's a cripple now. <laughs> he turns up to events in a wheelchair, but that won't stop him. <laughs> yeah, oh no, yeah, oh my that God. Won't stop him. Well, he's still got wheels. <laughs> no one is safe. If you're downhill, you're fucked. Quite literally. <laughs> Just seeing a man on a mobility scooter power towards you with an erection. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you'd just be like, I, I didn't know Weinstein was out. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. So would you like to explain to our lovely listeners why are we uh, recording from bed this week? Okay, I have a chronic back injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaggers back oh, is no, what we call it. No, I really wish it was. It's, uh, it's a fat bastard's back. Uh, because I, I have a compression fracture on my C1 vertebrae. Ow. And I haven't ever had it really fixed. So about every six months, my mm. Jenga uh, spinal discs and remaining vertebrae decide to do a bit of like that, that first ever um, uh, Walt Disney cartoon with the skeletons with their bones all moving around. Okay, that's yes. P- that's pretty much me. Okay, but without the mobility. Without the mobility or the, <laughs> the black rhythm. <laughs> Without the Dixieland jazz, yeah, it's just you and your and your awkward, awkward white man, yeah. you know, dad dancing. I've got. I feel like Jim Jones lying here in my bed, <laughs> pointing this microphone at myself as I stare at the ceiling, trying to talk all this doomsday shit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I love it while we prep for the apocalypse that you're not even remotely equipped for. No, that is very true. Oh my lord! You know what? <laughs> is that why you keep hoping? Um, for alien abduction to avoid the apocalypse. No, the fact that like they'll abduct you and like in their medical research they might inadvertently make you better and heal you. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, because that's kind of the the running theory with Travis Walton that mm. they accidentally zapped him and went fuck and then sticky taped him back together and pushed him back out the door. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Back away. Back away. <laughs> Maybe that's what you need to do if you're abducted by UFOs. You know, do the old insurance claim. Just sort of as soon as you get on the, you know, the ship, do the whole, oh, my God, oh, I'm down. Oh, I can't get up. Oh, my back. No, I've definitely hurt my back. That floor was wet. I didn't see any signs. Litigation. <laughs> well, in order to get my first round of painkillers when I was first diagnosed with this back, mm. I did have to have a finger stuffed up my ass. So I'm halfway to the alien abduction experience anyway. <laughs> You know what? And that's why you should not go to unregulated people to get your medication. Please see a licensed physician um, and not a homeless man in the back of an alley. <laughs> he had a red cross at him. It might have just been two band-aids. Um, no, no. I, I spoke to a doctor friend of mine because I thought... Oh, uh, yeah. I, I love it. Doctor friend. Uh-huh. So he, a guy who has Google MD. He plays golf. Close enough. Uh-huh. So he's a wanker. Yeah. Dr. Kim, nice to nice to see you again. He, uh, so I said to him, look, they kept me in the emergency ward for eight hours. Mm. And then they finally gave me proper painkillers after mm. they stuck their finger in my ass. And I thought, is that to weed out the doctor shoppers? Because I've done worse things to get Smashing Pumpkins tickets <laughs> than get a finger in my ass. <laughs> the worst thing about that is that you did it for Smashing Pumpkins tickets. Oh, Jimmy Chamberlain is life. Um and he said, no, 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 the reason they do it is to see if there's any nerve damage because apparently um, 
if you've got nerve damage, they they can play with your anus and nothing really happens. Well, no, but but what if you're just a bit of a you know what if you're a bit of a bucktown player, and yeah. so it takes a bit of stimulation for you you know to I guess politely reach the sides. That's not necessarily a sign that you've got nerve damage in your back. You're just a you'd like a good time. Politely reach the sides. <laughs> Is everything else just a, a mad episode of Mario Kart for Look, you just smashing into <laughs> barriers and bananas flying everywhere? <laughs> Look, I'm not here to judge people in the way that they live their lives. It's their no. body, their choice. I'm just saying some, yeah. you know, it's like the Smith song. Some girls' mothers are bigger than other girls' mothers. And some girls' fathers' anuses are bigger than some girls' fathers' anuses. That's the most sense that Morrissey's ever made. <laughs> ever. But yes, if this were America, I'd, I'd currently be swimming in oxycodone and I'd be fine. Yeah. Oh my God. You'd like, woo! This, this. <laughs> but this is Australia where we can only have paracetamol <gasps> and ibuprofen. Yeah. But the important thing is that you you waited for that eight hours and you got that finger up the bum and you got your Panadol for free. Yeah, dinner and a show. Woo! <laughs> oh my lord! For those, for our, we always say, but for our listeners in America who may not be used to it, um, uh, healthcare is free. Um, healthcare is free, but you, but opioids are heavily regulated. It's almost like we've got it right, <laughs> <laughs> except for the regulation of opioids. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> we don't have an oxycotton like epidemic. Apart from that, apart from that, it's great. It's pretty good. Yeah, regulating the shit out of stuff. Yeah. God. Well, my cousin's actually in Texas at the moment. Mm. He's there setting up a... a Oxycontin <laughs> factory. <laughs> he's there setting up a surgery. He's a specialist um, He's a specialist in radiography or something like that. Mm. And um, he has to get... Because we've got a family history of bowel cancer. We've already mm. gone this far. May as well go further. Mm. Um, and he has to get re- routine colonoscopies, the camera up the old up the old clacker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he it's cheaper for him to come back to Australia and get it done. Because to get it done in the States will cost him 80,000 US dollars. What? Do you get a a camera up your bum? It's a routine procedure. Fuck, you get it done on OnlyFans. It's a routine procedure. Stuff that get it on with a bloody air tasker. Just put it out, get a quote. Somebody with a camera, show up, shove it up. This is why people go to Thailand to get dentistry done and shit like that. Oh, $80,000 for a camera up your bum. 80,000 US dollars, yeah. I reckon I could go down to Dick Smith now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, get yourself one of those spy cameras. Yeah, get one of those spy cameras. It's probably Bluetooth. You could probably just swallow it. Yeah. Well, you get one of those little flying drones. You can just fly it up there, depending depending how active you've been in your life. You might be able to just fly it up. <laughs> it's pretty choppy up here, sir. <laughs> I salute the pirates who could go up there. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Probably the least obnoxious use of a drone. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. So, yeah. So, me like a good podcasting host, I am uh, laying with you in solidarity <laughs> because you can't make it to the kitchen table to record it. I can't, no. Yeah. So, you'll, yeah. So, so there's, there's going to be a bit of a mic handling noise because we're lying down holding mics at ourselves like open mic comedians mm. on the floor pretending to be edgy. Mm. And like considering that like last week you said that you were going to give up, you know, sex for the ability to jump good, I think <laughs> Lou is fairly confident that it's safe to leave the two of us alone together on a bed and absolutely nothing will happen with the man who'd rather jump good. I'm not jumping anywhere. <laughs> Unless it's like dissecting a frog where you've got to like put electrodes on me and I'll, I'll just splat on the table a lot of times. <laughs> Oh my god! Do you want it? We got some feedback from last week's episode. Did we? We did um, from Anna. And what she, was last week's episode on? Just to refresh our listeners, uh, the Loveland Frogman. The Loveland Frogman of Ohio. Yeah. And uh, in particular, she wanted to reference the point where you were class shaming people who were driving home from work at 3.30 in the morning. Yes, okay. Um, Because you were just like, oh my God, you know, like who would possibly, you know, it could only be sex workers. Yeah. Um, As Anna pointed out, um, when I think of the people that are driving home from a gig at 3.30 in the morning, number one, fucking comedians, John. (laughs) No, not, not in Australia. <laughs> not in Australia. All our cities are separated by nine hours of highway mm-hmm. and basically liquor licensing laws mean that most shows are over by ten. 
Oh. We're very responsible here. You can't have oxycodone, but you get a good night's sleep after your comedy gig. Yeah. Woo! Oh <laughs> my god! It kind of kind of makes us. You make you make us sound like real downers, man. I do. You're like we got free healthcare, but it doesn't matter because you're not out doing anything fun to hurt no, yourself. No, we can't have guns. We can't have oxy. God, what do we do? <laughs> That's a fair point, though. What other what other jobs probably come home at three in the morning? Um, Baker. We, we've been we through this. No, your bakers are starting at 3.30 in the morning. We've been through this, your classist. Yeah. Um, cleaners. Yes. You know, um, cooks, serving staff. Night fill operators. Bar. Um, yes, hospitality staff. Yeah, hospitality staff, bar workers, you know, um, ambulance workers, police officers, nurses. Yeah. Pretty much everyone who's not Jeff, Jeff Bezos has a good chance of coming home at 3.30 in the morning from working. Yeah. Uh, what if Jeff Bezos just shits in the Amazon bags for kicks like his truck drivers have to? <laughs> just because he's into it. Do you think he's just got a fetish? Yeah. And he just he started this practice in the hope that he'd be able to connect with some of his workers. Yeah. Just, oh, join your union as he shits in a Ziploc bag that had his bologna sandwich in it. Yeah, maybe that's just how he gets off and he's just got like thousands of cameras from all the trucks <laughs> in his home and he's just sitting there. Just won't give himself a toilet break. <laughs> so he eventually fouls himself. <laughs> oh, I some more pants on my own website. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know what? You really take the appeal out of eating the rich. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, it's, if you're going to eat the rich, just watch them first. I bet there's no fucking toilet on his rocket. <laughs> Piss on your own time, Shatner. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, that is a very, that's a very interesting question. Because once you go up there, yeah. there's nothing you can do. What do no. you do? Do you have to just, do they give you something? Or do you have to have, like, a cleanse before <laughs> to make sure you get it all out? I just imagine Bezos in his cowboy hat going, has everyone been to the toilet? <laughs> We're not turning around. Well, I, I never thought about that before, but, but surely G-forces, while they're pushing down on you, surely they'd, like your body's urge to just, just drive the poop from you. Probably. Maybe you just got to wear like a, you know, adult diaper. You've got a very relaxed anus from all your efforts to get Smashing Pumpkins tickets. <laughs> and it just comes out of you. Oh, my God. If only Jimmy Corkin knew what you were doing for him. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Oh, my God. I don't that very sad and depressing note. Oh, my God. <laughs> would Would you like me to tell you something that would that will cheer you up? Please. Okay. Um, well, this is a good time. We've got a subject to cheer you up because I know what your number one love is. You know, obviously not having sex with your girlfriend. We established that last week. Jumping. Okay. <laughs> He's jumping on your own roof. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you love more than that. UFOs. Yes. Okay. So last week, just to remind our listeners, we went into the story of the Loveland uh, Frogman. Um, you know, reported sightings of little green frogmen around Loveland, yeah. um, Ohio. Um, and we had recorded testimony of people who claimed to have seen little green creatures, little frogmen. Others would also see little green creatures in the same area at the same time. But these people claim a more out-of-the-world experience. Space frog. As we have to ask ourselves, could the Loveland frogmen be extraterrestrials? Jeff Bezos looks like a space frog. Da, da, da. Oh, maybe he came back in time. Maybe. <gasps> could these extraterrestrials really be frogmen? And how come none of them have tits? <laughs> Why no Loveland frog ladies was the other question that we got from last week. Um, and watch as both sides attempt to claim the same 1955 incident as proof of their own claims. Ah, there you go. In Frogs in Space. Or... Little green frogmen. <laughs> or Ohio from Space O. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I like that one. Not to cast dispersions on our friends from Ohio, but mm. why would you travel across dimensions to go to fucking Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> That's 
very pretty. It's very pretty. It's, I mean, it, it reminds me of South Australia. From what I could learn um, from the history of Loveland, yeah. uh, Ohio, maybe if it was in the 50s, maybe you wanted to a- attend a Klan rally. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> seemed to be a lot of them. <laughs> oh. I just imagine Dave Chappelle getting stuck into them for their gender. <laughs> the Why no frog ladies? <laughs> 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 Fucking trans frogs. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm an amphibio turf. <laughs> oh, my God. Just don't say anything about um, Hannah Gadsby. Oh. <laughs> now, according to the CRIFO Orbit newsletter. Okay. The, the prestigious CFIRO <laughs> oh, yes, Orbit newsletter. Yep. Uh, it is the official publication of civilian researchers uh, and their interplan- uh, <laughs> civilian research interplanetary flying objects. Mm, proudly mimeographed since 1984. <laughs> it was a four-page newsletter produced by a husband and wife in the mid-50s. Oh. For the small sum of $3 per year, you would receive a new newsletter each month where they would detail their research into UFO and extraterrestrial sightings that occurred in the previous months. This is basically like the first Patreon substack. Yeah, basically they were the first printed podcasters, I guess. That's awesome. How cool is that? That's super cool. Yeah. Um, A story within the 1955 September issue uh, under the heading of... Actually, you know what? I'll hook you up with all their little old newsletters. Oh, sweet. You'll be in heaven. Um, You can actually find them um, on the internet for free. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So with the heading of, quote, The controversial little green men and the tingling facts. The tingling facts. Oh, they know how to source it up. No jumping in that household. That's <laughs> what we should call the episode. Uh, that's how you can sex up the story of your back. Be like the tingling facts yeah. of my back. Now, this uh, story tells the story of a lone man travelling at night not far from Loveland when he sees four small green creatures standing by a bridge. Sound familiar? Don't judge me on my former line of work. <laughs> It should, as it seems the Loveland Frog community and the UFO community actually both lay claim over the reported creatures. Okay. The newsletter points out that the eyewitness is a (laughs) non-drinker and a churchgoer. Well. Which at at the time apparently was to assert that the witness witness was solid and trustworthy. Put him on Carl Rittenhouse's jury. He sounds pretty (laughs) fucking good. <laughs> Trustworthy man. Ah, uh, yes. Woo-hoo. He's sober and he believes in God. Oh, my Lord. And he would get his mother to drive across two state lines to keep you safe. <laughs> what a champion. <laughs> the dry- <laughs> the man drives straight to the police station to report the incident and is ridiculed by the officers. Who would have thunk it? Mm-hmm. But if he said he f- saw four Mexicans there. Oh. 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 Beyond credulity. Oh. <laughs> However, later when the chief of police arrives, he orders a police officer to stand guard at the bridge to observe and report any further incident. Now, to me, <laughs> I I don't want to dismiss the actions of the police chief. Yeah. But when you find out that a member of the public has come in in a distressed state yeah. and your officers have stood around and mocked person in distress, yeah. you know, you might decide to assign them to monitor the bridge too while they go and have a good hard think about what they've done. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I'm also guessing that, you know, American police departments basically being made up of Failed local footballers and yes, that kind of stuff. There's yes. got to be one cunt on there that you just don't want to spend any time with. Oh, yeah, it's like Cletus, you're on frog duty tonight. <gasps> yes, yes, that's a very good point. Yeah, we'll all get some work done. <laughs> yeah, while you go down there and fucking try and plink cans with your service revolver. Yeah, look for the frogs, mate. Yeah, try not to shoot anyone. <laughs> now. This UFOologist claims to have found the man who reported seeing the figures by the bridge. He was a 19-year-old local who worked as an auxiliary policeman. 
Okay, what's an auxiliary policeman? With the civilian defence. What the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. Is so this like an old school deputy or something? No, 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 no. What this was, so basically this goes back to into the 50s of, you know, the Cold War hysteria. Yeah. You know, where basically everyone was like, oh, my God, we've got to, we've got to keep a lookout for the Reds. There's communists everywhere. Yeah. Communists will come in creeping in the middle of the night. So they have these things like they had the Civilian Defence Authority. Right. Where they would have things where they would actually – um, they constructed like plane watchtowers and people would take turns, you know, watching the skies in case, you know, Russian planes tried to secretly fly over. Wow, okay. Um, and basically it was people who were prepping to take charge once the nuclear apocalypse happened. Okay, so, so it wasn't just like people who were like the local paranoia police. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they were. Cause so they, but they actually had like an official lookout duty kind of thing. They weren't just reporting people. They were found suspicious. Well, no, it was, it was the 50s. Every, you reported yeah. everybody who was suspicious and black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they were just like volunteers who were in there, you know, kind of. Yeah. I guess they were the the 50s version of preppers. Uh, okay. But, you know, they, they had like the government was like, yeah, sure, we'll organise a, you know, play dates for volunteers basically okay. and you so you all got together um so basically you had no power whatsoever yeah fair out, outside of your own little civilian defense force that gave you no power whatsoever but if the end of the world came yeah you would be basically the appointed deputy okay yep you know but not a real job uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he was a 19-year-old um, auxiliary policeman. The witness said he would not discuss the incident as he had received a substantial amount of abuse and ridicule after reporting the incident and says he was even forced to resign his position with the civil defence. Oh, we're looking for reds, not greens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another UFOlogist later would claim that whilst investigating the incident months later, that a non-disclosed member of the public oh. from the local school would inform him that they believed the FBI had also investigated the matter. Okay. Um, and the FBI actually travelled to the bridge in question. So... The same investigator would write a letter to the FBI asking for confirmation of this investigation and was told by letter that there had been no investigation. Yeah, back then the FBI was very much trying to nail to the wall black adjutants, gay people and communists. Mm, mm. Yeah. So anyone that could make a real difference to the world. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck about frogs. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> no. Or aliens. No. You know. Oh, well, it was green. Mm, no. Was it a whitish shade of green? <laughs> Hoover's too busy trying on dresses and being a Bezos and shit in a bag. <laughs> Probably a purse, though. Not long after this, at around the same time as the last incident at the bridge, a Loveland Heights couple reported being woken up by the barking by their barking dog who was outside. Upon rising, they moved to the windows but could see nothing that would cause a disturbance to their canine companion. Yeah, okay. But what they did notice was thick, pungent odour. Oh, that frog stank? <laughs> he who smelt it dealt it. <laughs> it was a pungent odour like a swamp. I just think somebody did a little bit of a shart and didn't want to admit it. Yeah. That's my first theory. I think so, yeah. Someone's tried the moonshine. <laughs> The smell was reportedly so disgusting and overwhelming. Despite the heat, the couple shut every door and window and went on an attempt to shut out the odour by sealing up every entrance they could find. Wow. But it still reached inside the house and the dog continued to bark. Poor old doggo's outside, in it? I know. In the thick of it. I know. Like, throw a dog a, you know, like a, I don't know, a moistened wet cloth. Yeah, at least chop up a cigarette and stick him up each nostril. <laughs> the following morning, upon talking to her neighbour, she discovered the neighbour had also been awoken by the barking dog. However, yeah. upon looking outside, the neighbour reported seeing a strange figure 
that she described as a, quote, little man, (laughs) about three feet tall, standing just 15 feet from her porch. It could have been a young bear, surely. Well, the woman returned inside. So she's seeing this on the porch. There wasn't a light on the porch. So the woman returned inside to turn the outside light on. When she did, she checked the yard and the creature had disappeared. Yeah, fair call. The woman turned off her light, then looking back outside, saw that the creature had returned. It's photosensitive. She turned the light on again and again it vanished. The woman described the creature as being entirely covered by twigs and foliage. The ufologist goes on to claim he's not 100% certain that the woman wasn't mistaking a bush (laughs) for an intruder (laughs) in her yard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that's that's a reliable witness. Oh my god! You know when we go. Oh my god! Thank God we weren't alive in the fifties doing real life investigations. If we were running the Orbit newspaper, it would be very, it would be very different. Just be like, so what you're describing is a bush in the middle of nineteen fifties American communist paranoia, where you're dobbing in your neighbours for mm. anti-American activity. Yeah, you wouldn't want it to be the woman who misidentifies a bush, would you? I saw him getting a delivery from a truck with backwards R's. Oh, oh my lord! But then again, you know, like you think of the modern, you know, to then play on, you know, the Lord's side. You look at the modern day ghillie suit. Ghillie suit? Um, that's the one the um the soldiers put on, like the snipers put on. Oh yeah. With all the like the fake twigs and bushes, so you look like a bush, so yeah. you can creep up on people and snipe their ass. I'm a little bit worried that a vegan knows what a ghillie suit is. <laughs> oh, that's right, you're a gamer. Yeah. <sighs> and a prepper. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> and I'm vegan. I fucking love bushes. Are you kidding? <laughs> I put on my ghillie suit and just rule around, mm, I'm with nature. <laughs> you catfishing trees. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking hippie. Oh my god, gotta get some wood somehow. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, so UFOologists would also claim another similar sighting on July the second, nineteen fifty-five. Again on the back streets, not that far from Loveland, again at about three thirty AM in the morning. Mr. and Mrs. Simmons were making the long drive to Florida for a vacation. They were driving in shifts so that they could complete their journey in one day. At 3.30am found Margaret at the wheel of their brand new Oldsmobile, whilst her husband, Wesley, lay sound asleep outstretched in the back seat. Safety first. Oh, he was, he was very progressive, letting his lovely lady drive in the 50s. <laughs> The night air was clear and Margaret was driving at around 60 miles per hour. All Mr. Simons was aware of was a sudden sense of spinning as his wife screamed and the car jerked along the road. His wife continued to scream as she put her foot as far to the floor as it would go and pushed the car to its limits. It was some time before a somewhat petrified Margaret could lay off the gas and tell her husband what had happened. Margaret explained that the driving was occurring without incident until Margaret saw before her on the road four small men glowing green standing in the middle of the road. Margaret slowed the car by a third as she approached. Their eyes were large and piercing, the rest of their faces dark in comparison. Their hands had claws and their skin was coarse, They wore strange garments. One wore what looked like a cape. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that, like, Margaret, 60 miles an hour, like, absolutely paraphrased. My God, the horror. Mm, I like your cape. (laughs) 
The car's headlights reflected off what she assumed was a metallic rod. <laughs> Margaret said, quote, They did not move at first, but as the car approached, one moved one step backwards. I passed close enough to reach out and touch them and say, Girl, where'd you get that cape? Margaret seemed to find them quite hideous and was forced to swerve the car to avoid hitting the creatures. I think it just could be like, because it's the 50s. Mm. So it could be like a young Liberace who's still like on the, <laughs> on the highway circuit. He's just broken down. The yeah. bus is broken down. Yeah, he's playing the honky tonks and the chitlin circuit before he could really crack it in Vegas. Yeah. Just, there he is just having a piss on the side of the road in his cape. Yeah, just you know, oh my god, and it would have been metallic and shiny. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, and he's about three foot tall. Oh my god, with his giant glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, the Loveland Frogman is Liberace on tour. <laughs> A young Liberace. Another case sold <laughs> by Gavin in the Woods. Let's start printing our newsletter and charge three dollars a year. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> would anyone pay three dollars a year for this? We don't even pay. Uh. Mr. Simmons said that he never actually saw the creatures, but he could tell that his wife had clearly seen something that had terrified her. After Margaret told it her... It was their future together. Why am I driving from Ohio to fucking Florida? <laughs> Get that flying money. <laughs> I got me an Oldsmobile. It's going fast. <laughs> I want that cape money. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> After Margaret told her husband the story, he pressured her for the two of them to drive back to the scene. <laughs> but Margaret vehemently refused and the couple continued on their journey. You know what that is? That is basically Alien the film. Yeah. The woman's like, no. Yeah. No, leave shit alone. <laughs> and you see what happens? They drive on. They live a happy life. Nobody yeah. dies. No, there you go. Yeah. Whoa, completely different film. Fucking hell. No one listens to a woman in charge. Ah, Lord. So they continued on their journey. In an interview later with ufologists, Margaret said, <coughs> quote, This is exactly as clearly as I can recall and describe what I saw. I was not drinking or groggy from driving. My head was clear. Ah, was chewing gum. <laughs> well, that, that straight away. That's like swearing on the Bible. Yeah. Chewing yeah. gum. This is a trustworthy person. Yeah. Chewing gum. Well, well <laughs> you can't chew gum while you're drowsy. Woo. <laughs> two things at time. Two things at once, Margaret. Damn, you were a progressive woman for the 50s. <laughs> she cares about neutralizing mouth acids <laughs> and her breath. She's clearly a reliable witness. She's a forward thinking woman. The following month, on August the 23rd, 1955, at approximately 12am, people were awoken by the sound of jets scrambling over their heads um, <laughs> over nearby Cincinnati after multiple UFOs were reported in the skies by both eyewitnesses and radar. The jets attempted to chase the UFOs, but these objects disappeared from the jets almost as quickly as they had appeared. The UFOs were also reported across the skies of Loveland and nearby Forestville. These UFOs were reported on numerous occasions, one buzzing the GOC, or the Ground Observer Corps. Yep. So that was one of those towers that were put up to look for Russians. Yeah. Um. One buzzed the tower and it f went so close that it frightened those in the tower so much that all of those inside the tower ran away. That's fair. <laughs> what are they fucking going to do when the commun like 50,000 <laughs> communists like come over the fucking hill? They can't handle one little green man in a spaceship. What are they going to do when the entire population of Russia comes over <laughs> the fucking Ohio hills? Number one. It can be the entire population of Russia. Half of them want to defect. The other half of them don't have a gun. <laughs> One of them's got a sharpened potato to throw at you. 1950s Russia wasn't a huge threat. They were broke. <laughs> but have you seen the sturdiness of some of those Russian people? They don't even need a sharpened potato to crush you. the women, yeah. 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 Like. Yeah. 
to, to think that they dealt with the Chernobyl meltdown with fucking shovels. Yeah, just they just sent and balls, basically just balls and shovels. Yeah, just just said yeah. You would literally run in, scoop up a shovel, throw it over the edge, and then run back down. Yeah, and then <sighs> then you got to go do your shift digging underneath to put a heat sink in that literally used all of Russia's li- liquid nitrogen. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, literally they did all of that with balls. Yeah, balls and shovels. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I still stand by my fact, my observation that the Red Army was poorly resourced <laughs> at that point in time. Well, you know what? I still say that they could take the GOC Tower. I dare say in, in Ohio. In Ohio, yeah. <laughs> Literally one site. Fuck it, abandon it, abandon. I know we've been training for this for years, Margaret. Abandon. Just get your gum and leave. Oh Lord. <laughs> A lot of John Deere hats being thrown away in case they identify you. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Now, these objects were described as brilliant, white, round, spherical objects. Okay, yep. On the 25th of August, 1955, the surrounding area would again be visited with at least two reported intergalactic incidents on the same night. A large unidentified object was seen by multiple witnesses hovering over, oh, did I mention... Over the nearby Fernald Atomic Plant. Yeah, yeah. Ohio is a big UFO hotspot for this. Including two police officers in two separate police cars who both radioed the police dispatcher to report watching the object from different locations at 10.40pm. There you go. The senior of these officers, Sergeant Weber, estimated that the object was 5,000 feet directly above the atomic plant. Right. Whilst this was unfolding, four teenagers, two boys and two girls, were parked innocently oh. in a secluded area. They were they were reading their prayer book. Just enjoying nature. Yeah. In, in the nearby green hills. There you go. <laughs> when their attention was grabbed by something outside of the car. Oh, aliens are here to dog. <laughs> I know. It was, like, it was just some English tourists. We <laughs> just saw some teenagers managing out in a car and were like, oh, hello, Margaret. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Get the pickled kippers. It's going to be showtime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, okay, oh, I lost my spot. Sorry. Um, when their attention was grabbed by a figure standing in the nearby bushes in front of the car. Again, it's Liberace. <laughs> watching them. <laughs> Liberace! Don't stop on my account. Keep playing. <laughs> they turned on the headlights of the car, which shone directly onto the creature. That's a boner killer. And he was fabulous. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I would see. I thought you would get the opposite effect. If you were in a car and you turned on the lights and you were you, there was a UFO, I thought you would get a boner for sure, <laughs> <laughs> which would make first first contact very awkward for everybody. That'd be funny. Is they teleporting me up into their spaceship? They just go, oh no, this one's a fan. Yeah, put him back. Put down. him back. He's gonna have too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna want autographs. Yeah, that's how you can tell. <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, if you've got two, if you've got two outstretched hands to shake, put them back down. Yeah. Oh lord! <laughs> so they turned on the headlights of the car, shone directly onto the creature. The creature was about three to four feet tall, with large, bright yellow eyes, oh. a darkened face, a shimmering green body, and a claw. Like hand. Okay. The creature took three steps towards the car. Hello, I've broken down. (laughs) And the 18-year-old driver, William, or as he was known, Bill Wallace. Yeah. So this is William Wallace. William Wallace, yeah, yeah. You may take my life, but you'll never take my Oldsmobile. <laughs> William Wallace, this time, 
threw the car into reverse and hightailed before finding out the creature's intentions. Yeah. Braveheart would have been a very different film. It would have been, yeah. <laughs> Just the English come over the hill. Now, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Oh. The teenagers reported it to the local police station, um, reporting the incident. They claimed the area was later investigated by police who found nothing suspicious. No. Just these giant frog prints. <laughs> William's mother later told investigators that she had never seen her son so frightened. He was shaking when he came home, locking all of the doors to the house, whilst another of the party became hysterical. Maybe it was Liberace. Maybe it was. I'm starting to see a connection between this nuclear power plant and giant frogs, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is some Simpsons shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just like a frog, like, um, hello, could, could, can, can you stop putting radioactive waste into the swamp, please? I seem to be talking. I shouldn't be talking, you know. I'm just a frog. But yet, here we are. Yeah, you're getting some fucking local Ninja Turtles. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, These little rat brethren. We're here to frat crime. <laughs> oh my God, that's what finally drew, you know, drove the clan out of Loveland, Ohio. Four teenage turtles and a rat man. <laughs> Your mother, Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. uh, but now, it wasn't until about one year later when it was publicly revealed that there had been another reported encounter before all the others. This one occurred nearly one month before the first publicly known case. When it was revealed to an investigating ufologist by the Loveland police chief, John K. Fritz. In the police chief words, it was a case that would, quote, make your hair stand on end. Oh, well. Uh. Yeah, he's, he's clearly a, a writer. <laughs> the police chief was sound asleep at home in his bed when, at about 4am, he was woken by a pounding on his front door. Not a metaphor. <laughs> it was Robert Honeycutt, a short-order cook at a Loveland restaurant. He was driving through Branch Hill just outside of Loveland at around 3.30am in the morning. Yeah when he came across a group of, quote, strange little men by the side of the road, their backs to the bushes. <laughs> yep. He saw them as he was coming down a slight grade in the road. Hey, natural guys. How natural? We're fucking frogmen. Yeah, just... <laughs> We're an apparition on God's green earth. I told you not to wear that fucking cape. <laughs> that cape always draws the attention, Barry. You and your fucking cape. Why don't you dress more like Liberace and cover yourself in sticks? <laughs> I'm a bush. Oh, oh. I'm a bush. <laughs> no, but there's always one of like, you will not silence me. If I want to wear a cape, I will wear a cape. Stop trying to change who I am. I saw that one at the anti-vaccine rally the other day. Yep. <laughs> what a frog in a cape yeah, vaccines cause this no they don't oh god yeah okay oh lord so yeah so the police officer woken was describing the same strange man back to the you know back to the bushes yep. he saw the mules coming down a slight grade in the road quote my first impression that these were three crazy guys praying by the side of the road what like like freelance Muslims in Ohio. <laughs> Fuck. There's three people having to pray at 3.30 in the morning. As you do. Oh, that is the witching hour. Yeah. So Honeycutt stopped the car and got out. This The 1950s, how good was this? Oh, no. I was going to say, as only as only a white man could do. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you fellas having some trouble with your spaceship over there? Yeah. <laughs> Got a flat tire? <laughs> <laughs> Honeycutt stopped his car and got out. He said that these were creatures were greyish humanoids with rolls of what looked like along the top and backs of their heads, rolls of fat. Oh. It's very judgmental of him. It's like, very judgmental. Sometimes you retain, 
butane weight. Like, there's great. no toilet on the ship. You got to come out here and got to drain your skull bladder. Oh, it's probably hot. You know, <laughs> maybe he'd been taking you know painkillers for his back, or you know, don't judge. We all get a little bit bloaty. Oh. The creatures had a large, straight mouth. They did not appear to have any lip muscles. Okay. A, why is that the first thing that you're looking at, Mr. Honeycutt? Yeah, exactly. And how do you know what someone without lip... What do you look like without <laughs> lip muscles? I don't know, but he's looking at him and he's going, I didn't see no Thailand lips. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's the first thing you go to, Mr. Honeycutt? <laughs> Not the fact that they were frogmen or green or that they were wearing a cape? <laughs> Yeah, ah, oh, I could see you got no muscles in them lips there, girl. They might have all just eaten something very sour. Yeah, exactly. They could have just they could have just had a Kardashian treatment, you know? <laughs> oh, Lord, very judgmental. The Kardashian treatment, is that where you smear all of Kanye's money over yourself? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the slit of their mouth covered nearly the entire lower portion of their face. Which reminded the witness, do you know what it reminded him of? His ex-wife, Beryl. A frog. A frog. Mm. Okay. The creature at the front held what looked like a metal rod about a foot over its head. Then he saw sparks, blue and white in colour, almost jumping between the creature's hands around the rod. (laughs) Definitely Liberace. But I find this is so curious because remember, there were people who claimed that the Loveland frogman had a wand yeah. that was shooting sparks. Yeah, yeah. And now this man claims that there were aliens holding rods that were shooting sparks. The creature's attentions were focused in front of them as if they were looking something at the other side of the road, possibly attempting to communicate. Then all three creatures simultaneously turned left, facing towards Honeycutt. Uh, fuck that. Frightened, Honeycutt got back in his car. (laughs) As this white man, he experienced fear for the first time in his life. I'm privileged in my way the fuck out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Put it in P for privilege. At this point, Honeycutt said he became he became aware of a strong and powerful odor. Okay, he shat himself. <laughs> That's what that is. He really is not used to fear. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> this is before Amazon. He didn't have a Ziploc bag to shit in. <laughs> so he used his pants like a gentleman. He described the odor as quote fresh cut alfalfa. With a slight trace of almonds. What the fuck? So just like the other guy? Just like the last week, the person who said when they claimed they saw the frogmen. But these people were claiming this is in relation to a UFO. Okay. So number one, here's two things we know. Uh Uh-huh. Almost matching circumstances. Mm -hmm. Two, the people of Loveland, Ohio Mm -hmm. know what fucking alfalfa smells like. (laughs) Which, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, is like 99% water and shouldn't have a smell. Maybe it's, there, maybe it's like a huge crop in Ohio. Yeah, it might be, yeah, yeah. And almonds. Mm. There you go. Well, they all poisoned each other in like the <laughs> 50s. <laughs> Honeycutt drove straight to the house of the police chief. The chief and Honeycutt knew each other. So whilst the police chief says he didn't believe Honeycutt's story, he believed that he had definitely seen something that had scared him almost to death. After, (laughs) I love this, after checking Honeycutt's breath and being satisfied that there was no liquor on his breath. (laughs) I smell alfalfa, (laughs) almonds, salami, but no whiskey. (laughs) He, after he smelt no alcohol, he agreed to go and investigate the area. He instructed the cook to go home. The police chef says he drove up and down the area four or five times, but saw nothing suspicious. Well, that's a, that's a thorough investigation. Yeah, like he drove up the road. Yeah, I did a lap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think that these aliens 
might be the equivalent of the guy they send out to guard the bridge from their universe. You just you fucked up again. Just go to Earth. Yeah, just fucking just leave. Go to Earth. Get me some. Go get me some human poo samples. Go do that. <laughs> and off goes Cletus the Martian, who's just like, hey, and anal probes the fuck out of a bunch of people from Ohio. <laughs> Is this the equivalent of like when you 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 uh, you send the new you know the new guy off to go get some elbow grease? <laughs> yeah, I need a packet of sky hooks and a left-handed hammer. <laughs> some headlight fluid. <laughs> Blinker fluid. <laughs> Careful, you let the smoke out the wires. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're fucking doing. They're alien apprentices. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they're just being. Um, what is it with the name? Hazing. They're just being hazed. <laughs> I had to go to Earth and harvest farts. <laughs> All these guys are just, ah, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh my God, the only way that you can get really good reception is you have to put this metallic cape on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just let it flap, all right? Just let it flap. It's how it transmits. Oh, and, and take my kid's sparkle wand with you. You'll need that. Glaxorg <laughs> ah, did it. What a fucking... <laughs> Oh, look at him. It's just a picture of him, like, with his cape. Just like, <laughs> you all did that, but Glorp crashed his fucking UFO at Roswell. Oh, fuck's sake, Glorp. Oh, my God. I just love it. Yeah, while there are, while there are other species out there that are sending, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're like young interns, you know, predator style to hunt us. There are others who just send them on a hazing trip. <laughs> Oh lord! <laughs> so yeah, he he dr- he drove up and down the road for possibly five times. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Job done. Yeah, woo! I'm sorry, I could not solve this crime. I saw neither frogmen nor communists, and I returned home for sleep. I don't know what else I could do. You know what? At four a.m., you're yeah. lucky if you could even get me to drive up a fucking road. I'd be like, fuck it, whatever. How much would that suck? That coming from one of these small towns where you are from that town and you're the, like the local police chief. Yeah, you are gonna have cranks knocking at your door. Yeah, because everyone knows where you live. Yeah. yeah, I had that when I used to work at a local newspaper. People would just come to my fucking house. Oh, really? It's like, don't do this. This is not cool at all. Oh. Mm. What to give you like the gossip? Well, either give me gossip or tell me what something I'd written was wrong. Oh, okay. That was was never as much fun. (laughs) I was like, "You're in my home. Fuck off!" (laughs) Oh my god, you did not use the semicolon correctly. (laughs) Oh no! Do you should have just started answering, like you know, like answering the door naked and stuff. Like, what were they going to do? You're the one who wrote the stories for the newspaper. They could tell anyone. It was never going to be printed. Well, that is true, but um, answering a door naked in a small mining town. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> well, you know, two birds, one stone. <laughs> there is only two birds in those towns. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, perhaps related, perhaps completely coincidentally, the Loveland Herald rep- would report on the same evening as Honeycutt's sighting, other members of the public... And the GOC had reported seeing a UFO around Loveland. There you go. <laughs> Again, oh my God, they just dropped this, just dropped their kid off. <laughs> we are daycare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honeycutt told investigators that in July or August of that same year, he and a girlfriend had been driving along that same road late one night when he noticed that same strange odour, which was also noticed by his companion. Hunnicutt says that he stopped the car, but this time saw nothing unusual and carried on. Oh, hello. Just to set the mood. All I can think of, I just had this thought, what, what was Liberace's favourite perfume? And did it smell like alfalfa with a hint of almonds? <laughs> we could crack this whole case wide open. <laughs> Liberace's glory hole. <laughs> oh. Almonds and alfalfa. <laughs> and a sparkle wand. Oh, there was definitely a sparkling cape. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so the question we have is there's so, so many similarities between reported sightings of the Loveland frogmen mm. and the reported uh, Loveland UFOs. Yeah. Like they're very similar. It's just I think the main difference is some people say, oh, no, it's definitely a frog. Yeah. And some people say it's definitely an alien. 
Well, that's that's part of the whole cultural what you're exposed to thing, isn't mm. it? So you got a bunch of people who probably you know think that sex with their wife is gay, mm. who only see frogmen. <laughs> You know. It was the fifties. It was the fifties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this is it. <laughs> you better scream "I like Ike" if you come. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a communist. <laughs> <laughs> so, could the Loveland Frogmen really be the Loveland Alien? Are these alien brothers from another Mother Earth? Witnesses from both sides tell stories and give accounts with remarkable similarities. The frog-like eyes, the green skin, the wands. <laughs> but if these creatures are more cosmic than Kermit, what interest could they possibly have in a small but delightful rural area in Ohio? Alfalfa and almonds, apparently. <laughs> It's not like they're right next door to a US nuclear weapons complex. <laughs> oh, no, wait. They actually are right next door to a US nuclear weapons complex. Yeah. But not just any nuclear weapons complex. The nuclear weapons complex that was releasing millions, yes, millions of pounds of uranium dust out into the surrounding area. Oh, delicious. Maybe the Loveland Frogman is a cryptoid. Maybe the Loveland Frogman is an alien species. However, there is one more possibility behind the explanation for the Loveland Frogman. And this one is far more terrifying. As we explore the fallout of the Fernald Feed Materials Production Centre, it's positively killer. In next week's episode, Fernald feeds the frogmen uranium. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dun, dun, dun. I didn't know this was a two-part, let alone a three-part. Well, it started as a one-parter and then it became a two-parter. And then the more I dug, it became a third-parter. You will find out what is happening around Loveland, uh, Ohio. Things were happening that, uh, let's just say, any Russian incursion could only dream of doing. Oh, God. We have government agencies. We have intrigue. We have murder disguised as suicide. Wow. And a government possibly testing on its own citizens illegally. Oh, my God. Still, we can't judge. I mean, we literally dropped atomic bombs on Aboriginal people to see what it would do. Yeah. 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 Look, that. Australia gets away with so much. Yeah. Well, but it... <laughs> We're the quiet cousin at the back of the room that burns ants. <laughs> and, like tortures cats. It was like he's fine. We there, there might be there basically might be some of that, but with more capes. Jesus, which is so Christ. America. It's just you just got to be with that one stop. You know, just extra and over the top. It's all yeah. about showmanship. <laughs> That's what I love about America. Deeply conservative, but does produce. You know, Siegfried and Roy. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. We have white tigers. <laughs> We have many rhinestones. They have many rhinestones. Many, many rhinestones. Well, cool. There and, we go. And tigers and capes. Tigers and capes. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, – and to be honest, I find this out of all of the possible explanations for the Loveland Frogman, I think you will find this third exclamation uh, – <laughs> Explanation, hands down, is the scariest one that we've covered. Jesus, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, all that and more next week. I'm cabin <laughs> in the woods. See, I'm, I'm, I don't have access to OxyContin, so I'm. I have to fantasize about a world where I have a radio voice <laughs> to get through my back pain. Oh, you know what? All I want, I wish I just had one of those Loveland Frogman capes. Yeah. You know that sounds sounds dope. That's some merch for us. Oh my god, Loveland Cape, Loveland Frog Capes, Frogman Cape, <laughs> with sparkle wand. <laughs> oh my god, and we need to we need to produce uh, a parfum that smells like sulfur <laughs> <laughs> and almonds, that you too can smell. Love a lovely frogman. 
the Ohio de Toilette. Oh, my God, we could just get Johnny Depp to do the ad. I hear he's going cheap these days. And he, he, it'll just be him just walking around like the swamps of Ohio and him just being, Frogma. Just Discord guitar things. And yeah. Sauvage. God, that dude's fucking cooked. Yeah. Oh, good. I oh, know. Frogmage. 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 <laughs> This fucking coyote looks at him and just goes, dude, you're in worse shape than me. <laughs> <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, but oh my God, yeah, instead of him just like leading a pack of wolves, he'll just be leading a pack of frogs. <laughs> well, that's what he's pretty much limited to now. Yeah. Mm. Well, will they watch young couples dog in cars? <laughs> well, that brings me to my catchphrase. <laughs> if you are going to dog someone in the car, look at the dick. <laughs> and just remember, real frogmen eat the carpet. <laughs> 